1: Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering and also brought to you by Hercules Tire. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by Kyle Ricky, as we bring you all of the latest news in short track racing internationally and across the country. Everyone, Kyle, pretty much now has wrapped up their seasons. We're kind of waiting on a few series uh, internationally and of course the arkham menard series west but over the past weekend the arkham menard series crowned their champion at kansas speedway gibbs all he had to do was start the race he was well on his way to pretty much just sweeping the weekend after having had won the xfinity race led 94 of 100 laps but wasn't him that ended up in victory lane kyle
2: Now the caution came out late with six to go and uh, it allowed Nick Sanchez to start to his outside and was able to clear him off of turn number two, talking about Nick who led just two laps in that event, but the most important two laps to pick up his first win. I mean, yeah, it it looked like Ty was going to sweep the day easily. Um, He had all but four cars a lap down going into the halftime break at lap 50. Uh, Then it looked like for a while it was going to rain out Uh, a rain shower moved over the racetrack. They, they, ran under yellow for about 18 laps or so before they went back to green in the second half of the event. And uh, yeah, late race caution. Nick was able to close up because of that yellow take down his first win in his 22nd start, I believe in the Arkman art series. So congratulations to, uh, to Nick and rev racing.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to Nick a little bit later. Uh It's been cool to watch his success up through the ranks of Rev Racing, whether it be late models, of course, the ARCA East yep. Series and now the ARCA Menard Series. So to finally end up in victory lane. Uh Great to see your top five, though, after that race. Nick Sanchez, obviously winning over Ty Gibbs, Corey Heim, Drew Dollar and a good run for JP Bergeron, also a top five. But, of course, Gibbs, like we said, all he had to do was start the race with how car count had panned out. Uh, it had been a close points battle throughout the summer between him and Heim later in the summer. Uh, just not not consistent finishes for Corey Heim that ultimately led to that pretty good points gap for Gibbs. So Ty Gibbs crowned your ARCA Menards Series champion over Corey Heim.
2: Yep, by 35 points. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, Corey. Uh was great. First half of the year and, and something happened in mid-August and he fell off the, the pace just a bit. And uh, Ty was able to get a lot of those bonus points week in and week out and break away. Nick Sanchez finished in third, Thad Moffat fourth. And how about Brad Smith? Uh, top five in points for the first time in his career. Uh, small independent team. He's been running on the ARCA series since 1988. This is the first time he's finished top five in the championship standings, 52-year-old driver. So congratulations to Brad and, and having a good, consistent season. And, and I guess that's what happens when you show up week in and week out. I think he competed in 19 of the 20 events and uh, was able to finish in the top five.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So cool to see, uh, to get those results, especially prepping for 2022. It's been a long time coming for that team. Uh, of course, we've introduced as of late the iRacing update presented by Logitech G. Well, the uh, championship series, it's over, but we talked to William Byron a couple of weeks ago about his iRacing team and what it was like to have a driver in the championship contention. But our Woody Kane was able to sit down with William and talk about whether his team would return in 2022. Listen here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. We're same drivers and... um yeah, we've got a I really like you know Logan and Nick, they're both really good drivers so it's nice to have nice to have both of them and they work hard at it so it's it's pretty cool.
1: Of course, thanks to William for uh sharing that. Looking forward to watching his team as they compete next year. Of course, you can go to iracing.com for all of the latest news, featured videos and more information on the world of iRacing. This iRacing update is brought to you by Logitech G. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll talk to Nick Sanchez here on NASCAR Coast to Coast.
3: Wheeland Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheeland also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Wheeland Engineering. A global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952.
4: Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com.
1: Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about the Arkham Menard Series finale at Kansas over the past weekend, and we're now joined by the winner of that race, 20-year-old Nick Sanchez from Miami, Florida. Nick, Nick, first and foremost, congratulations on that win, uh, and we're excited to have you here on Coast
0: to Coast. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.
1: It came down to a... uh, pretty much handful of laps shootout caution came out with six laps to go. You were running in that third spot when that caution flew, what was going through your mind? Did you feel like you had a shot at
0: the win? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, you know, the ARCA restarts, you know, anything could happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I really didn't know what to think. You know, I, I didn't think I was going to win. Um, it really gave me a chance to, you know, get to battle Corey again in the restart. Um, but you know, obviously anything could happen. It's Kansas, it's ARCA. Um, And I think it just uh, went in our favor.
2: (laughs) Long green flag run to start the event uh, right up until the halfway mark. How was the car then? Because I know for most of the field, the battle was just to stay on the lead lap because Ty was just going through the field. I think at one point there was only three or four of you guys on the lead lap.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, I think, you know, Ty was obviously, you know, 20 seconds out front. It was really me and Corey. Um, We had left Drew behind. Um, and you know, my car was pretty loose to start off the run. And I was honestly waiting for the track to change and migrate up. Um, but you know, once, uh, I was able to build a little, uh, right front, uh, air pressure and, you know, tighten it up a little bit. And then, you know, the track migrated to the top. Um, you know, we flew by Corey and I think, you know, we were obviously still losing t- uh, time to tie, but, uh, you know, we definitely, uh, mitigated the damage, I guess. Um, but you know, Kansas is such a fun track, you know, for a long run, you just kind of get up to the top and just ride.
1: <laughs> you guys have been so close to a win this whole season. You know, uh, we've been fortunate to cover a couple of them with MRN. I was at Charlotte so close there. Um, what was kind of the missing link over the summer? Cause you guys were close so many times. Was it just simply that, you know, uh, Gibbs and Heim were so far ahead or what, you know, what would you say was the missing link?
0: Yeah, you know, honest, honestly, I think luck. You know, you look back at Michigan and Charlotte, like the two tracks that I think we had a really good shot at. Um, Charlotte, you know, the Ventrini guys took tires behind us, and we also had a left rear going down on the last, uh, on, on the green-white checkered. Um, Michigan, you know, we were running second. Um, in the last caution, uh, power steering pump uh, pretty much failed, lost fluid, so we had to pit for that. So, you know, those are two really good times that I thought we were in position to win, and, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, And obviously, Kansas, you know, nothing, (laughs) knock on wood, nothing happened. Um, uh, And, you know, I think that's why you saw uh, us do what we did.
2: Well, a lot happened in the closing laps and all in your favor over the last six laps. What goes through your mind? Take me under the helmet uh, when that caution flag comes out there with with six laps to go.
0: Um, I'm going to be honest. You know, I I wasn't too happy about it because, you know, it took about 10 to 12 laps for me. uh, You know, my tires to heat up and Corey's tires to heat up. Uh, enough for me to run the wall and make time on them. Um, And I didn't really know how that was going to work out in the caution. Once we got everything cooled back down, Um, I know we pitted for tires. So I think we were lacking short run speed, um, but my crew chief made, you know, pretty much qualifying adjustments, Uh, you know, just uh, prep my car for two quick laps and, you know, it worked out.
1: And it was definitely cool to see, of course, Rev racing back in victory lane in the Arkham Menard series this is kind of the first year that you guys have really tackled the Ark Menard series as a team. We talked earlier in the year, you'd said a win was on the radar. That's accomplished. Uh, you know, how, how neat is it to get this win with Rev Racing when honestly, kind of in recent months and weeks, uh, we've seen a lot of Rev Racing alumni kind of start to make big waves, including Bubba Wallace, you know, Kyle Larson on a hot streak, all that are Rev Racing alumni.
0: Yeah. You know, obviously it's very big for me in the program. Um, all everyone in NASCAR drive for diversity. Uh, yeah, obviously I want to say this is probably Rev's biggest, the biggest stage they've won on, you know, the biggest track they've won on. You know stepping up from you know the, the Canon East and the Arc East in previous years to ArCA uh, the competition the level of competitions really raised um, and you know it's it's made max and everyone at Rev elevate their game and you know just better equipment all the way around um, but with that being said you know they invested a lot in the, into the program and the team this year and I think it's paying off.
2: This is, I believe, your fourth year with, with Rev Racing. How has that helped you well, with just the consistency of, of staying with that team through the youth program and, and now moving up to, to the national spotlight?
0: Yeah, you know, it's definitely helped me because, you know, I've gotten accustomed to the things that Rev do, and it's allowed me to bond with the people, um, you know, the people on the team. And, you know, I think we work better that way. Uh, you know, next year, racing with BJ and Xfinity, that'll be the first time I would have ever driven for another team other than Rev Racing in cars in any form. So it's pretty crazy that I've kind of made my whole young uh, career in, you know, the NASCAR short track world with Rev. Um, But I think it's definitely helped me as a driver.
1: And we'll definitely get to the news with BJ McLeod here shortly. But to just continue the conversation with Rev, obviously your your background, the gym behind you, uh, Rev Racing and the Drive for Diversity program kind of does something that – is now becoming more relevant and more common within the short track racing ranks, but they have you guys in physical fitness programs. They have you guys in media training and seminars. How do you feel like that's kind of helped you and helped differentiate you from other drivers?
0: Yeah. You know, I honestly, I think the media training has been the best thing, you know, years <laughs> ago. I mean, I, I could barely do an interview like this. It was horrible. Um, but yeah, you know, they have a really good program. Um, you know, now I kind of work out on my own. I have my own plan. But, you know, they've kind of got me started on it. You know, when I moved there, uh, I was on like a regimen with Phil Horton, a a physical trainer at the shop. So uh, obviously that all helps. And it's just part of the program and what they have to offer. And it's great.
2: We, uh, years ago, covered the combine uh, for Rev Racing and drivers that were applying to try to be a part of that program, going through all the various stages. What was it like for you uh, applying and then, you know, ultimately uh, becoming, you know, accepted into the Rev Racing family?
0: Yeah, you know, it was definitely cool for me um you know how i found rev uh you know i was actually looking like for legend cars and late models and rev came up so it was almost backwards um but yeah you know it's it's been a pleasant experience you know they're very welcoming and you know the combine is a very uh great platform um you know for drivers like myself and other drivers to show their talents and you know from uh, an array of you know on on track activities all the way to media and physical fitness, but I think it's a great program and it's uh, great that NASCAR supports it.
1: And not to make you feel old, Kyle, but it made me feel old when my Facebook time hop told me that eight eight years ago was my first drive for diversity Combine, and I was like, "Wow, I can't wow. believe I can't <laughs> believe we're here." I yeah, I know you're telling me I had a young Daniel Suarez in my class. If that tells you, uh, wow. Tells you but it's cool to see, obviously, the success that you guys have had. And the whole point of the combine, obviously, in Rev Racing is to build that ladder um, up to the next level. That's obviously worked for yourself, your teammate, Raja Karuth, uh, running a part-time Xfinity schedules at BJ McLeod. Any nerves, the excitement to finally be able to announce that news?
0: Um, You know, not really. And I guess it's kind of ironic, um, you know, that – you know, Saturday I, I raced Ty head-to-head and he won the Xfinity race before. So I feel like, you know, obviously I will have to perform in that series. But, uh, you know, I'm already racing uh, against people that have experience in that series. So, you know, I could I could always lean on him if I have any questions. But it also builds my confidence uh, knowing what he just did a couple hours before. But, yeah, obviously it's, it's a new car to learn. Um, it's a new style of racing. Uh, but, you know, I'm up for the challenge. What's the, uh,
2: this schedule look like as of right now?
0: Um, you know, we don't have all the dates in place, but I know I'm going to make my first start at uh, Phoenix in March. And I know I'm going to do my home track of Homestead Miami Speedway. And the other, the other ones I'm kind of, I'm kind of still deciding, um, you know, the ones that I'm looking on doing are the combo races with ARCA because it makes sense to get uh, extra seat time.
1: Are you racing Phoenix, uh, next weekend? Yes. Okay, perfect. That'll be perfect then. Ending your season over at the Phoenix Raceway and then getting your first Xfinity start. Again, Nick, it's been so fun to watch your success over the last couple of years finally break through in the Arkham Series and get that win. Congratulations once again, and thanks for taking some time today.
0: Awesome. I appreciate you guys for having me.
1: Again, guys, Nick Sanchez, your winner at the season ender for the Arkham Series at Kansas. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we've got your Wheelan Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight.
4: and brings four-tires Sunoco Racing Fuel.
3: From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20
0: years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market, performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier
3: standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money here for
0: Ryan Blaney. Four tires with
3: Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your
0: vehicle perform at its peak.
3: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1915. 19-
4: Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning.
0: At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Get back to NASCAR
2: roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval events from across the U.S. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. That's floracing.com forward slash go MRN. Time now for this week's Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. And once again, we'll feature a driver that competes up here where I'm from up in the northeast part of the country in the Modifieds. And uh, Cassandra Cole joins us now, who also has a tie-in with the sponsor of this segment, Wheel and Engineering, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. But first off, Cassandra, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast.
5: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: 23 years old from Westbrook, Connecticut, a modified driver here in Connecticut, which we'll talk about in a moment. But first, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, what got you involved in motorsports and, and interest in driving?
5: Um, so long story short, my brothers started out in quarter midgets. And the reason they started out in quarter midgets was because my brother, Connor, he liked Jeff Gordon. He's a big NASCAR fan from when he was little. And uh, one day, my dad and my brothers were at Dunkin' Donuts, and there was this guy with quarter midgets in the back of his truck. So my dad's like, what are those? And so he's like, oh, they're quarter midgets. We run them in Meriden at Silver City. And my brothers were so interested because they were with him. And my dad's like, all right, um, right, let's get more info about this and go check them out. And maybe we'll get some. So they got some quarter midgets. Um, for the first year, I had to go and just watch every weekend. So I figured I might as well just drive, too, since I'm going to be there. And I did it, and I loved it.
2: And it all started with a trip to Dunkin' Donuts. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, You started in quarter midgets. How many years did you run quarter midgets? And then where did you go from there?
5: Um, So actually, I only did one year, unfortunately. My brothers did two. But after that, I got into like dirt biking, and quadding, and did that for a while. And then I would always go to the speedboat to watch the legend cars. And I fell in love with those. So I decided to sell my dirt bikes and quads and get together money for a legend car and go do that in 2014.
2: You mentioned the Speed Bowl. That's the new new London Waterford Speed Bowl here, also in Connecticut, down near the shoreline. Started in legend car racing, and they say uh, if you can drive a legend car and you can find success in a legend car, you can race about anything because they're so hard to drive. Is that true?
5: I would say it's true, yes.
2: What makes a legend car so difficult to drive, no matter where they are, whether it be a a flat racetrack or a a banked racetrack like at the Waterford Speed Bowl?
5: Um, I'd have to say the short wheelbase. And they're so, like, fidgety and twitchy. And they're never, like, you could probably never get them completely perfect. So you're always battling something in those.
2: How many years did you run the legend car and, and at what point during your legend car career did you start eyeing the modified? Because I feel like that's the the path that we see more times than not up here is either quarter midgets or go-karts to legends. And then I feel like about everybody ends up in a modified at some point.
5: Right, right. So I started um, legends in 14 or 2014 and I did those for I think three years until 2017 And then the speedball was closed for a year, so we weren't actually going to plan on moving up a division until the year after. But since it was closed, we figured we might as well do it then because there was no tracks around that ran Legends. So, yeah, technically I did three years of Legend cars, and then I moved up to the mod in the middle of 2018, I believe it was.
2: And what's that transition like going from a, a legend car to a SK light modified at, that, uh, I guess what Stafford?
5: Yeah. Um, it was definitely a lot different, like a lot bigger of a car. I mean, we didn't have spotters in either. I mean, now legends do have spotters, but it's definitely weird. Cause it's like the modified is a lot smoother, but it's also like so different to drive that it kind of makes it hard at first when you're first starting out. But I guess I had like a pretty smooth transition, I guess.
2: Big field of cars. Uh, when you go to Stafford, SK Light Modifieds, I mean, more times than not, I think they run Concees on, on Friday nights. Um, what is that like getting, you know, adapting to not only a bigger race car, but a bigger field as well?
5: Um, I actually enjoy a bigger field. Um, it's fun actually being able to like, not just automatically make it into the show, but being able to like race your way in sometimes. Um, Stafford's like one of the most well-known racetracks in the area. And if you like do well there, you're probably pretty good. Like you it's a good track to race at and you get very like well-known from racing there, if you like.
2: 2021 season just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. How would you kind of sum up uh, your season on the racetrack?
5: Um, ours was rough. I mean, last year, I got in a bad wreck got a concussion destroyed my race car. We rebuilt it over the winter went through the whole thing. And we brought it back to the track in the spring and it just wasn't the same. So we've been just fighting battle after battle all year long. And one thing goes wrong and then the next thing goes wrong and you find something you miss and it's, it's just been an uphill battle. (laughs)
2: I was there that night. You got into the wall in turn one, a, a big hit, uh, no doubt. One of the bigger wrecks of the, the 2020 season. We mentioned earlier uh, your connection with Whelan Engineering. Whelan, the, the the sponsor of this segment on the show a, each and every week. Uh, you work for Whelan. Uh, tell us about how you, you got connected with them and, and what your current role is at Whelan Engineering.
5: Um, so Whelan is actually like seven minutes down the road from my house. And from racing, like I always heard of them and like kind of knew who they were. And I honestly, at first, like through racing, I didn't even know that Whalen was right down the road from my house. And um, so, yeah, I applied there. I think it was 2018 I applied there and I got in. Obviously, my brother works there, too, Karsten. And so pretty much we build light bars for cop cars, um, fire trucks. I've actually built lights for like airplanes and stuff like that right now i work in the beacons department which are these like circular dome shaped lights and they can go on anything really from like a tow truck to cop car anything you want to put it on pretty much
2: good deal uh so you've been there for up four years i guess on and off now
5: yeah four years pretty much
2: (laughs) any off-season plans as uh we uh we we uh, we're actually in the middle of a nor'easter up here in, in Connecticut right now. I know your side of the state getting hot, hit a little harder, but uh, this rain soon going to turn to snow as we move into the off-season. Any plans uh, between now and when we get back on track in
5: 2022? Um, no, like, set-in-stone plans yet, but um, we do want to try and get a different chassis. Right now we have a chassis dynamics, and I don't know what chassis we're trying to move up to yet, but we're just trying to move on from what we have right now. I know you have the list.
2: I know you have the list there. Uh, who do you want to thank for, for, you know, getting you on the racetrack each and every week?
5: Um, so I'd like to thank Vishon Chevrolet, Twin City, Inc., Driven to Cure. They're not really like a sponsor more of a nonprofit that I love to promote and get their name out there. Um, Saybrook Vet, Pampered Pets, Premier Stone, um, Downey's Septic and Excavation, MDC Construction and Development. And as always, we're always looking for sponsors to promote and help us get through the race season since costs are pretty expensive in the racing world, but.
2: It is an expensive hobby, no doubt, which is why I'm gonna just stick to talking about it um, rather than participating in it. How can people follow you? Uh, Speaking about promoting, uh, I know you're on the the social media, uh, promoting yourself as well.
5: Right, right. So my website is ccracingteam.com. My Facebook page is just ccracing. And my Instagram is at CassandraCole9. And those are pretty much the only three things I really use to promote my racing.
2: There we go. Just follow her. uh, She prepares for the 2022 season. Cassandra, thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast and being a part of our Wheel and Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Yeah, thank you for having me. We'll have more on the show. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to endgame simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Whelan
3: Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1915.
4: Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
1: We've talked about a lot of the racetracks that have winded down their season, crowned their champions. A lot of tour champions have been crowned as well. But that opens the door to big money, big crown jewel races at the end of the season where drivers no longer focused on points battles, but more focused on the prestigious wins and the big money checks that are coming up over the next couple of weeks. But this past weekend, they had the Rodney Cook Classic at a Speedway, a doubleheader of late model stock division and the Modifieds. McCarty picked up exactly where he left off after his Cars Tour Championship at South Boston. He won the Cook Classic. At uh, a Speedway, Jonathan Brown collecting the win over in the Modified Division. Kyle, we got a lot of big races, though, coming up still, including Nashville here in the next week or so.
2: Yeah, a lot of folks are already looking to the Snowball Derby in December, but we have a huge event coming up this weekend, the All-American 400 Nashville Fairground Speedway. Already 30 Pro Late Models are entered for their 100-lap event. 26 Super Late Models entered for their 300-lap event. Add them together. That's where you get the 400. Uh, Map TV will have all the action. How about Kid Rock being an honorary guest at the event? Uh, you know, I've uh, been a Kid Rock fan for years. Was able to meet him a few years ago at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. A big fan of motorsports at all levels. So glad he'll be uh, at the track this weekend. Hey, I have a uh, question Samantha.
1: really fast. Is Cassidy yeah. Pope or is Kid Rock a bigger motorsports fan?
2: Oh, Cassidy Pope's a bigger motorsports fan. <laughs> I? I mean she's, she's performed at, well, I guess kid rocks probably performed at the cup banquet too, but Cassidy's are you a bigger
1: most, Cassidy Pope fan. Or are you a bigger kid rock
2: fan? I'm a bigger Cassidy Pope fan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right. Are then you, you got I was going to say some of the super late models, notables, Stephen Nassi, Jesse love, uh, who we'll talk about in a bit running for that championship in the West, Hunter Robbins, Derek Griffith, all uh, enter for the supers in the pro late models, buddy, Cofoid, uh, Cody Coughlin, Mark Day, just some of the entries there. And how about Kenny Wallace gonna run a street stock over the course of the weekend as well? So maybe Cassidy will be there though.
1: Keep wishing. Keep keep her keep okay. your hopes up, Kyle. That's what keeps it all alive.
2: If she um, were if she were gonna be there, I might actually have to fly to Nashville this weekend.
1: Oh, that's what it takes, Casty Pope. We see where we all stack up <laughs> in Kyle's line of priorities. Of course, we do record this show on Tuesday. And as we speak, the uh, Carolina Midget Showdown brought to you by Walkapedia is taking place right up the road from me uh, at the Millbridge Speedway. We will can have the results from that. Of course, a lot of guys that you regularly see in stock cars and in short track racing kind of taking place in that. So, of course, they raced Monday and Tuesday this weekend of the Arkhamnards West series has it off, but they'll be back in action next weekend at the Phoenix Speedway as they're the Is it Phoenix? Is it Phoenix Speedway now or is it it's Phoenix, Phoenix What are we Phoenix back to? Back to Phoenix Raceway? One of these days. One of these days I'm going to get it figured out. Not today. Not today. Today is not that day. Uh, where they'll crown their champion and Kyle. We've it was the Arkhamnards series that we were keeping a track of on the points battles. West has walked away with it, man. They have the probably best points battle we've seen in a while.
2: Five drivers within six points, heading to the Arizona Lottery 100 next week, part of the big championship weekend out there. Jesse Love has a one-point lead over Paul Petroncelli. Uh, Jake Drew is third in points, three points back. Uh, Joey East, fourth in points, five out of the lead. Cole Moore, fifth in points, six out of the lead. And with a big field expected next week, uh, anything can and probably will happen over 100 laps at the Phoenix Raceway.
1: Yeah, you heard Nick Sanchez. They'll be making the trip out. We often see a lot of the East Coast, uh, you know, or ARCA Menard Series drivers do make that trip with their seasons having had wrapped. Uh, Jake Garcia just announced he'll be making his ARCA Menard Series or ARCA West debut uh, with DGR Racing kind of cool to see another super late model driver of course jake garcia is someone that i feel like has been around forever and he's still a young teenager so it'll be cool to see him get that opportunity at the next level we'll have more racing action we'll recap it all and talk to the winners next week here on coast to coast i'm hannah newhouse for kyle ricky and producers craig moore we'll see you next week here on the motor racing network